All that I need is in Jesus. He satisfies. Joy he supplies. Life would be worthless without him. All things in Jesus. I have found all that I need is in Jesus. He satisfies my joy. He supplies. Life would be worthless without Him. All things in Jesus I have found. One of my great-grandfather's songs. Can you pray with me this morning? God, thank you. So much for this day. Thank you so much for this time. God, I trust what you've given me to say. I know it makes sense to me, but I pray. But I pray, I believe, that it will make sense to your people as well on, on this day. God, I thank you for even the calling that you have on my life. One for so long I was unwilling to accept, but God, I'm here. I'm open. Use me as you would see fit. I'd like to pray a special prayer for those who are grieving this morning, specifically the Garrett family and the loss of Pastor and Lady Garrett. I'd like to pray for my family, those suffering from COVID and those who are hospitalized not only for my family, but for all of the families under the sound of my voice, those who are grieving, those who are suffering. God, I ask that you touch, heal, deliver, and set free as only you can. God, we thank you for our pastor and his family, wherever they are right now. God, we ask that this be a fruitful time for them, that rest and joy and peace be their portion right now. For anyone else that's in our uh, that's absent from us on today, God, we ask that you keep them and cover them. And for those that have made their way to church, God, you've blessed us already through the worship and through the prayer. But God, I ask that you give them a blessing even now, just for their coming. God, we ask that you take control of this time. Let any and everything that's said before your glory. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, y'all. Good morning. So, you know, I've been, I've preached a couple of times, but this is the first time I get to look at your beautiful faces. Oh, my God. 
Now, you know me, you know, a lot of times I can be all over the place. I try to greet everybody and see everybody because I believe everybody should be seen. But, you know, I, I'm not, I won't say I'm at a bit of a handicap this morning, not at all, because I have you here. But I'm missing my, my, my church nurse, my, my church yeller, Amy. She's on vacation right now, but I can hear her in my head. And, of course, any young minister would love their pastor there, but I got my associate pastor, so I'm good, y'all. I'm good. But, again, I have you all here, and there are faces that are familiar, those that aren't so familiar, but it's okay. I'm just happy to be able to see your face this morning. I recently spoke, I have a friend who is a bishop um, of his own small denomination. And um, speaking to them in person, I literally had people like jumping in my face, you know, telling me to stay there, telling me to unpack it, go, get, give me more, give me more. I know that won't happen today. But I could use your amens here or there. Thank you, Jason. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to need that all up and through here, all right? I appreciate that. Now, I am going to read the Word of God. If you do not mind, in this wonderful weather, standing with me as we read the Word of the Lord, I am. I read this a couple of weeks ago in um, the call to worship, and I have not been able to shake this passage. So I'm reading from the message translation, but feel free to read in your translation. I'm coming from... Um, Romans, the 8th chapter, verses 22 through 28, and I am reading the message translation. All around us we observe a pregnant creation, the difficulty or the difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pains, but it's not only around us, it's within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We're also feeling the birth pains. These sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. That is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us, but the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy. Verse 26, meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition, and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. Have your seats. Now, in these verses from the eighth chapter of the book, Paul writes to the Roman church, the focus is on all creation groaning and labor pains, pains of Hope, pains of waiting, pains of freedom, longing for the Holy Spirit's help. Does that sound familiar to us today? Longing for the Holy Spirit's help. We are assured if we stay with God, all things are sure to come together. Hope and freedom are sure to come. Sin won't prevail. Victory is sure. Your destiny and purpose are fulfilled. And deliverance 
will come. I pray that what God has given me to share is an encouragement to all of you this morning. I'm giving you a little insight into my present life, so I'm just dragging you along, all right? Now, during this pandemic, we've heard a lot about the need for PPE, personal protective equipment. Now, according to OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, PPE is equipment worn to minimize exposure to hazards that cause serious workplace injuries and illnesses. These injuries and illnesses may result from contact with chemical, radiological, physical, um, physical electrical, mechanical, or other workplace hazards. Personal protective equipment may include gloves, safety glasses and shoes, hard hats, respirators, and other things. We need PPE, personal protective equipment, as we prepare for the next move of God in our church, in our lives, and in our world. The personal protective equipment that we as God's people need today are, of course, the Bible, the Word of God, prayer, pastoral leadership, spiritual direction or counseling, whether it's in or outside of the church, and last but certainly not least, self-care. So let's say that again. This is, these are uh, the items of personal protective equipment that we, New Community Covenant Church family and friends, need as we enter this next move of God. Can you repeat after me? The Bible, the Bible. Prayer. prayer, pastoral leadership, pastoral spiritual, direction. spiritual direction, counseling, self-care. Self Can you do me a favor? Can you point your fingers toward me and say self-care? Okay, thank you. I'll remember. Thank you. Receive that. So why are we in need of PPE, personal protective equipment? Number one, like I said, you're entering my world right now, but I'm just sharing with you, and I hope and pray that it blesses you as well. Number one, the season is shifting. Now, not literally, you know, right now we're in the dead heat of summer. We know after a while fall will come. And the leaves will start to fall. It'll start to cool off. But with um, global warming, we, <laughs> we don't know. We can get a snowy day in there. We're not sure. But what we do know is that there is a shifting of seasons, whether we like it or not. Seasons shift. And because seasons shift, that's not always a bad thing. That can be a good thing. You know, during this pandemic, we've seen a lot of shifting, a lot of good shifting. We have marriages coming about. We have new babies. We have new homes. We have new jobs in this shifting of seasons. Also in this shifting of seasons, unfortunately, we've had some losses. We've experienced deaths that were expected or deaths that were unexpected. We've had people to move away. We've lost some things. We've lost some jobs. Yet God has been good. But despite the good or the not so good of it, we know that seasons shift. Number one, again, the season is shifting. Number two, 
It's transition time. Transition happens within us. Change consultant William Bridges published in his 1991 book, Managing Transitions, The Transition Model. He states the main strength of the model is that it focuses on transition, not change. The difference between these two is subtle but important. Change is something that happens to people even if we don't agree with it. Transition, on the other hand, is internal. It's what happens in people's minds as we go through change. Change can happen very quickly while transition usually occurs slower and over time. Now the model highlights three stages of transitions that people go through when they experience change. These are, number one, ending, losing, and letting go. Number two, the neutral zone. And number three, the new beginning. Again, number one, ending, losing, and letting go. The second one, the neutral zone, and three, the new beginning. Me personally, I'm heading towards the end of number one in this transition model of ending, losing, and letting go, slowly and gradually entering into the neutral zone before I get to the place of the new beginning. Number three, God is moving us from asking if to asking when. And number four, deliverance is coming soon. Can I get amen? amen. Yeah. Now this is, he didn't ask me to do this. We don't even know each other that well. He's a friend of Pastor David's, but I am going to reference a phenomenal book that I read. I was just getting it to be supportive, but this thing changed my life. So you will hear me referencing the book, Transition Decisions, How to Get Unstuck, Embrace Change, and Make Your Next Move Now by Pastor Sean Douglas Marshall. Now, again, as a reminder, now everything I'm sharing, I've read or I've asked myself about time and time again, and I'm just taking you on a journey so that you can understand where your fellow church member Marquita is at this point and see yourself in that as well. So from the book I learned or, and read, what if you really haven't been you yet? What if all the decisions you've made so far in life have been from a place of misinformation and misunderstanding about who you truly are? What if the agent that ushered you into this moment of change is not a devil coming to restrict you, but an angel coming to release and rename you? From reading the book, I was reminded that after Abraham or after Abram established a covenant with God, the Lord changed his name to Abraham, affirming him as the father of many nations. And after Jacob wrestled with the angel, the Lord changed his name to Israel, affirming his God-given new power and posture. Then there's Simon, whose name was changed to Peter, affirming him as a rock of stability and strength and leadership. I'm in the process of being renamed. How about you? Now, a lot of women, when they get married, they're excited about their new name change. Honestly, I was 
more excited about changing it back. Why was I excited? I was excited because my maiden name, Sconyers, represents my identity, my bloodline, my heritage, who I've worked hard to be for 40 plus years. So when I am blessed to remarry, I will consider changing my name again, maybe. But I just got it back and I want to keep it. But just as I've shared about my joy of returning to my original name, that could be what hinders me. That could be what hinders us from the next move of God. He has a waiting for us. Are we open to the season shift? Are we willing to transition? Is God nudging us towards something new, something different, something we may be a little apprehensive about? But as I said, God is doing this. So are we willing to trust him? Will we allow him to rename us? Now, let me talk really quick about me and transition, just to kind of catch you up. Now, um, a little over a year ago, um, before, I'll say the top of 2020, before I knew anything about the transition, I mean, not the transition, the pandemic, I knew that God was preparing me for a transition. I had a conversation with Pastor David, just to share with him what God was showing me for the next two years of my life. I was unclear about um, a lot of the pieces, but I did know for certain that in the next two years, I would be in transition. And the start of that transition was, happened in April when I resigned as executive director of New Community Outreach. Nothing at all was wrong. They treated me wonderfully, but I knew for what God was preparing me for I had to move on and let somebody better equipped come in that space and take it to the next level. And I think we did a good job at doing that. What do you think? Phenomenal, I tell you, she's amazing. So that was the first step. I'm following God, I'm not, I'm not really understanding everything, but I'm being obedient. Then we're full blown into the pandemic. I'm an educator. So I had to immediately transition from being face-to-face -to, -face to being in Zoom classes. And not only am I being a professor at the time on Zoom classes, but got to jump in as a counselor, got to jump in as a parent, because you have students who are dealing with the unknown, students who are grieving, students who are having family members just drop dead because of COVID-19 that has entered our lives. So I'm transitioning throughout the year, like, God, I, I, I believe I heard you. I, I, I know when you speak to me, so I need you to guide me in this. So God began to speak more and more as it came about. And God, you know, he, he um, clarified some things about my call and he allowed me to remember some things I had prayed about years ago. Some things I had prayed about regarding ministry, some things I had prayed about regarding my music ministry. He um, uh, affirmed me once again um, regarding the gifts he had given me as an encourager of people, as one who just wants want to help people who have been traumatized. Because I know the trauma that I have experienced, and I didn't always receive the help that I needed, and I never want to see anyone go overlooked. 
So during this time, I am still in transition, still not knowing what's going on, but I am trusting God. And then I have another talk with Pastor David to let him know what God is, has been saying to me. And of course, him being my pastor, you know, he, he, he's accepting of it, you know, and trusting God's leading. But I guess the biggest thing that, and I told him I would kind of share a little bit here. I don't want to share too much. But one thing that I knew that would be a little difficult in my transition, but I am open and, open and willing to what God has for me is there is coming a time where I have to transition out of music ministry here. And it's nothing bad at all. But it's just because God has other things for me to do. He has other assignments for me to do. And I want to be open and ready and prepared for that. And I also am beginning to grow as a minister. So I'm just preparing you a little bit. We can talk about it later if you want. I'm still here. I remember someone said to me, what would we do if you weren't at our church? You would live, you would go on. <laughs> you would live, you would go on. But I just wanted to share that little bit with you so that you kind of see the path and journey that I'm on. As I get older, I am learning to trust God and take risks. Now, from the book I also read, sometimes in transition, the difference between arriving at a destination that is just okay and a destination that is more than you expected is being open to questions that challenge your direction. Like I said, I'm beginning to take risks. I was not that person. Still have a little bit of that in me, but I'm not what I used to be. I always had to know A, B, C, and D. And if that wasn't gonna work, okay, I have my one, two, three, as subheadings under, I, I always have a plan, in the plan, in the plan, in the plan. I always need to know what's going on. But in this last two years of, of this transition that started for me in January, 2020, I have no clue <laughs> about the half that God is doing, but I'm taking a risk. Now, I'm not gonna take all kinds of risks. I'm not ready to jump out of a plane or anything like that. I do wanna zip line terrified. I do wanna do that, but I am not willing to put my life on the line just yet in that form. Now, after my divorce, I was not open to loving anyone again. My marriage took a lot out of me, and though I am a lover, I was not willing to risk going through that process again. Well, guess what? She's ready to love, and it will be a great experience. I know what I want and I know what I won't tolerate. Now you don't have to say amen, I'll say amen for myself. Amen, Marquita, it's coming, amen. Now taking a risk with God is better than any sure thing that we can imagine. It is the difference, like I said, between the destination of just okay and the destination of more than you expected. 
taking a risk with God will move us from asking if to asking when. Now again from the book, what is it that you want to do? I was invited, this is um, from the book, I was invited to look at the tasks that would allow me to accomplish what it is I want to do. These tasks gave me clarity about what I can do right where I am with what I have. As we begin to do what we can, where we are, with, with that or with what we have, God will do what he can, where he is, with what he asks. So again, I'm asking you to ask yourself, as the seasons are shifting, as we're transitioning, what is it that you want to do? I believe God has shown you something about yourself during this time, whether it's spoken or unspoken. So ask yourself, even after today, what is it that I want to do? We need to push through pain and transition in this shifting season with expectancy. Expectancy is the state of thinking or hoping that something, especially something good, will happen. Life is full of expectancies. We can focus on the groans and birth pains because of our present state, or we can push through the pain and look ahead with expectancy, knowing all things are working together for our good because we love God and we are called according to his purpose. Now, there was a time set aside a few Sundays ago for our church to sign up to serve in various church ministries. You may have signed up on impulse. You may have signed up because there is a need. But think about it. How is God transitioning you in this shifting of seasons at New Community Covenant Church? The time has come where your if has become when. Now, some of us at New Community have not taken the plunge and obeyed the nudge God gave us that Sunday or the nudges he's been giving us for a while now. I know some of us are not in attendance, but you are not exempt. Okay? Now, New Community is your church home and you have a relationship with God, which I believe that you do. I know that there is something he has placed on your heart. We all have done some soul-searching, resting, contemplating, resting, debating, and did I say resting during this pandemic season? I'm not here to beat up on you. You know I love you. And I know that there were a lot of sign-ups for which your ministry leads, and God, we're grateful. We appreciate all of you and the gifts and talents and expertise that you bring to New Community Covenant Church. Now, as we prepare to go back to Kennecott soon, we are certain that deliverance will come. The search for the right facility is still underway. That's okay. It's in line with the season shifting of our church and the transitioning of the people within. Like I said, we've been sad to lose some, but God is providing us with more. And God is providing us with newness from those that we already have, amen? Now, as I've been involved in ministry work for a long time, I know that God has more for me 
my season is shifting. I am transitioning my duties, my priorities, my whole life. I no longer ask God if, I ask him when. Now listen, don't be alarmed. Like I said, don't be alarmed when you see less of me around here. Nothing is wrong. God is working in my life. He is renaming me as I am taking risks. Now let me share this with you. Seminary is a risk for sure. I'm starting my first class this fall. Because as sure, thank you, but as sure as I want to learn, I do not want to read another textbook or write another paper. Yes, this is coming from a professor, so, but please don't hold this against me. North Park Theological Seminary Professor Associate Pastor Michelle Dotson, please don't hold that against me. I'm just being and telling the truth. Again, I have gotten to the place this is a testimony of how I've gotten to the place of instead of if, with my entire life, I am asking God when with my entire life. My when is here, and yet my when is coming. Are you ready to shift from if to when? The time is now. Is no better time than now. Again, number one, the season is shifting. Two, it's transition time. Three, God is moving us from if or asking if to asking when. And number four, deliverance is coming soon. There's a song that they're playing on the radio um, by Jonathan Nelson. It's called Manifest. I want to read the lyrics to you. Pregnant possibilities now birth anew, travailing to obtain it, for it must come to pass. I decree it, declare it, and call it in the spirit to become what God's designed me to be. Your future, your promises shall be fulfilled. Yes. You shall obtain it, for it must come to pass. Manifest. Become what God's designed me to be. Become what God's designed you to be. You are what God's designed you to be. This is not all for you, man of God. This is not all for you, woman of God. We don't need another PPE loan. We are tapped into the source who is our resource. We have all we need. Now I encourage you to go forth and manifest. There is more. Your deliverance is soon to come. Deliverance isn't all about the bad from the good. Deliverance can be from the good to the better to even the great. So know that your deliverance is soon to come. From the word of the Lord in Isaiah 43 and 19, Amplified Version. Listen carefully. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even put a road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. 
And as Pastor Michelle said earlier from Philippians 1 and 6, And I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. Deliverance is coming for us all. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you so much. For this time, I've shared what you've given me to say. I know what it's done for me, but I pray right now that it has blessed someone to think again about the calling they have on their life, to think again about their whole life in general, the shifting of the seasons for them individually, the transitions that you've taken us through during this pandemic season. But God, have all of us think about the shifting of seasons that we're going through as a church, New Community Covenant Church. It's a good thing, it's a great thing. And God, we're here for it. God, as we shift, as we transition, let us become risk takers, God. Let us trust you more that that dream, that vision, that gifting, that expertise, that talent, that thing that you're giving us to step into, let us know that we can do it. We can do all things because we're strengthened by you. So God, I ask that as the coming week comes that we remember something that was said today to move us to the next level in you, to move us to that next place in you. God, we thank you for this time of worship. We thank you for this time of word. And we ask that it falls on soil that is ready to take it all. And I hope that this word has watered that soil so that the seed can begin to develop and blossom as you would have it do in time. God, we thank you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen.